everybody, welcome to this episode of Backstage Banter. We're very excited because we have, <laughs> I'm already laughing at me. We have our first guest. Chris. Hi Chris. I was gonna say oh, this, hey. this episode, and I'm like, oh yeah. Because I don't know which one this is gonna be at this point. I don't know either. I can't even count them as is. Yes. But yes, no, Chris is with us. Christopher Sellers. He fit us in his schedule. He's got <laughs> he's got to do. Hi everybody. Literally <laughs> finishing up emails as I start recording. But we love him. How are you? He has I'm a good. business. He's I'm a business. I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm happy and and, and good good so you might have to talk get it down it. oh yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah i won't break the mic oh that's true that's true um but yeah how are you i mean i know how I'm you good. are you should tell them about me breaking your mic oh you broke it well, well is this a replacement well no 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 no, 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 no not no. this mic no, when no. chris did his first youtube video for me he talks so loud when he teaches <laughs> that he blew out my sound <laughs> The clip on one? Literally, yeah. <laughs> like I had to go back and restore it. It took me six hours. <laughs> like it was bad. I'm loud. Um, the students will tell you. I'm loud. Me too. I'm a loud person. So, it's so now we clip it down like oh, we actually just, we leave it at home and it still picks me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's like my dad. We get on the phone. Hello, this is Gary. I'm like, why are you yelling? You're on the phone. <laughs> and we always knew. Hello, this is Gary. And then like walks outside. It's still hearing from the backyard. And we're like. <laughs> Why is that your phone voice? Why is that your phone voice? Right? Why do you all of a sudden like jump up four volumes? I just get excited. I get passionate. It's time to go. You have to project. You have to right. project. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about your, like in the nutshell version of your career before we start asking you things. In nutshell, I spent 15 years at Ballet West as a dancer. And then I taught at the Ballet West Academy and was the training division coordinator for the last two years. So now I'm here um, in Southern California with my beautiful fiance and going to teach a lot more students here and share everything we got. So it's returning home for you, though. It's returning home back with family. It's uh, Southern California is stupid expensive, and I never thought I'd be back here. Plus, I love Ballet West and I would have probably stayed there forever if it was in the cards, but um, I have an incredible opportunity here to be with family, to marry the woman I love, and to do what I love to do as a profession, so, which is teach, so. Yeah. It's a, can't pass it up. You got to kind of thing. Create your own studio from bare bones. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and Sean saw a building. I did. I, we just I we talked, talked about, about it, it recently time. on yeah. the other podcast, and yeah, we're recording these at the same time, so we literally talked about. That you can't like tell them yes, that. Yes, I can. That's how we roll, Sean. See you <laughs> in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Whatever. Yes, I saw it. We just talked about it thirty minutes ago on, on a, another podcast. You can't tell people that. Colbert does. It's the only time yeah. that we've pre-recorded them back to back because I'm here. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Colbert films both Thursday and Friday night of the Late Show on Thursday. They also filmed the Late Shows, all those evening shows in the midday. I was there. So I yeah. got to be there on a Wednesday, and I got to see two, two shows. Actually, it was a different week. Oh, really? Yeah, I got to be there. We sat front row. I met the drummer. I could. I sat in the front row VIP seats for the band. I could put my feet on the stage while while they were filming the show. For Steve, you saw Stephen Colbert, and not okay. Really, the interviews were 
were not edited that much. They just talk like the interviews are more natural than anything else. Hmm. So, and actually, in Colbert's credit, see, I'm a little bit of a fanboy now. Um, in Colbert's credit, they never really um, cut. He's pretty straightforward, natural. Mm -hmm. Only like maybe three times they stopped and went back wow. in the whole show. So, and the band's amazing. John Baptiste and all that stuff. Pretty awesome. Okay, that's that's boring. Well, no, it's no, not, like, no, it's I don't think it's so I'm a nerd and I love the fact knowing that when I lived in New York, I knew that they were filming at noon and two and each <laughs> each night show, whichever one you were whatever host you wanted, filmed midday and that's how they got their guests yeah. to come. That's how they're like like they had like whatever, like six was just on one of them recently. Six can't go perform at night during the same time they're having a show at the theater. Like he has most all of the Broadway musicals on at some point. Like if it's a new musical, yeah. he'll have them on. Mean Girls was like Barrett, she was uh whatever she was singing, you know, with Tina Fey, like it has to be midday. It's when they can to. go. Yeah. And then there's also like um Wendy Wendy Williams, is that her name? Yeah. She would film like what he did, two episodes. They would go single, 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 and then double. I think, yeah, it must have been Friday. Maybe I think Wednesday she might have filmed double. It's one of those things. Hmm. So we are sort of a podcast of stories, as you know. So I want you to tell all your stories. You know, stories of when you were younger and then all of your, like, good fails and success stories. Like, I want you to tell your Nutcracker Coda story. Well, I went to Circle View Elementary School. No, not that back. Not back <laughs> that far. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but Chris um, is a walking example of don't listen to always what people tell you. Well, yeah, I, I went to a ballet summer intensive and it was a school that I really wanted to be a part of. And I was that time I was 19. Yeah, I had already gone to college actually for a year at Cal State Long Beach. So we went, I didn't know you went to college, really? I went to college for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So the waters realize you're, that's not my thing. Well, I mean, I was my mother was always as most parents are and should be school came first. Like, yep, same. like no matter what. And my mother was a dancer. So she, she was the first person to tell me, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like you can, you can do this, but you're also going to go get good grades in school. And, um, yeah. sounds like Kelly Bull. She also, she also, <laughs> yeah. well, she knows how hard it is to do this. It's not, it's not for the faint hearted, you know, and things and it's like short. that. It's a profession. It's a short, it's a, yeah, it's very hard to make a living off of the arts. So she was, as a 16 year old boy, she was not, not impressed, you know, well, she wasn't, she was fine, but, um, but, uh, and, and it was great. And I grew up in the studio. So both my parents were very supportive once I got in, but I did everything else before I started dancing. Dancing was my choice. Mm. Like it wasn't, um, they, they both were dancers, my mother and my father, they both taught at dance school and um they didn't push it on me at all it was 100 my choice to to be in the nutcracker and i had to have a little bit of dance training to be in their nutcracker so that's how i started and um started with jazz because that was fun and cool and uh, then i was told ballet would help me so i joined my dad's ballet class and that's when he showed me all the his passion and that's what made me love ballet I would take my mother's class, which is way more, she's way more the technician and, and a hard class, but a good class, but I was not in the maturity to take it. So a lot of the times me and my best friend would get scolded. She'd be like, all right, I'm done. Go to your dad's room. 
So I <laughs> bow my head and walk over to the other studio. <laughs> I mean, we just took her class today too. We took his mother's class. It was not. It was. I liked it. Yeah. It was lovely. It was Dude. very sweaty. I was She's... like. It, and it was only an hour, and you're like so warm. You get everything you in. Get everything in. It was a great class. Yeah. She's an amazing teacher. Yeah. She's gonna keep keep doing it. So at 16 is when I got serious, and I really wanted to be in this professional ballet school, and I. Uh, Went to the summer intensive. It was my second year there, so and I was nineteen, so I was looking for a place to stay. Yeah, year round. Got a good job. Yeah, and uh, the director of the school at the time told me I should consider picking a different profession. I was told that too. There you go. Aww. I said F- you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say those words. I sat there. I go. Well, I don't want to so i'm not going to and thanks right well yeah you can either take it you can take it and be defeated or you can take it and use it as fuel and i don't know yeah what you said sean i mean i think spite bitterness and revenge are the best motivations in life and literally i was told you should quit i was like i'm gonna get a job here at pmv and i did there you go she never congratulated me the director (laughs) of the school there she congratulated every other person that got that apprenticeship that year, not me. <laughs> well, I ended up at the Rock School in Philadelphia on full scholarship because um, they remembered me from Youth America Grand Prix and also from their summer intensive audition. And yeah, I was there for a year. And I also chose that school too. I was looking forward to it because it was an hour and a half bus ride to New York. Mm. So I took that Chinatown bus to New York like every weekend for all of January, February. I did 13 different auditions that year while I was there. And the only paid job was Ballet West 2 that I got. And I actually didn't get offered the job. Ballet West 2 was only a year old, so they weren't even auditioning for it. I just took the audition class. I liked the class. I was 20 years. I was going to be 20 years old. I wasn't interested in staying at the rock school with a bunch of teenagers anymore. And I liked the class so much. I was looking for a change. So I went up to the teacher afterwards while the director talked talked to other dancers in the audition about contracts and things like that. I talked to the teacher and said, hey, I really liked your class. I would love more information on your school and and how I could be maybe a part of it or what 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 is going on there and uh she went and get got the director which was her husband and he came right out and she told him the deal and he was like well you want to do this and held up the ballet was two contract i saw a paycheck and i said yep and i picked that <laughs> and i uh some some teachers told me that uh oh don't go there we'll get you into a bigger school and then other teachers gave me their recommendation immediately they knew the director and and wrote a letter and then uh my parents being who they are knew the history of ballet west and the historical significance of the ballet company and they said oh that's historically a a very big company you know so then i went and i was there and then i ended up riding the wave of mr skloot's progress in the company and and uh, had a very 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 fulfilling career there as well as opportunities to teach and choreograph and jumped right into Ballarus Academy, created a, basically was over the whole schedule and curriculum for the 2020 summer intensive during the pandemic. 
So that was trial by fire. I retired in December 2019 and <laughs> started teaching right when the pandemic hit. So there we go. And we did that and uh, then was trained division coordinator for the last two years. And a lot of those kids have jobs now and I'm very proud of them. And uh, yeah, then then this opportunity in Southern California landed in my lap and and I have a better half now. So here I am. So yeah. better half <laughs> that term. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Chris, what points are you trying to make right now? I have a better. <laughs> well, you know. So in other words, you never in my advice to any young dancer getting in or old dancer getting going into the profession is you never know when the opportunity is going to come up. So don't put your, all your eggs in one basket and uh, and yeah. uh, you might be surprised at where you are happy. Didn't we talk about that? Just get in the door. Yeah, we talked about that. Just yeah. get in the door, take the job. Even if it's not the job you want, you can always you can bounce around. Yeah, it's easier once you have a name behind you to bounce around if you wanted to or whatever. Yeah. Or you go to Chris and you say, right. like he did, hey, I wanted to be a part of this. Here's a job. Do you want this job, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, the, I did those 13 auditions and none of them were paid jobs because the people that when I auditioned 17 years ago, um, the people that got paid jobs were already professionals. Right. It, that, so that's not changed, sadly. No, that's so, still how it goes. Yeah. Mm-mm. And that just is what it is. It's like people there's just the turnover is minimal. And if the turnover happens, it always involves some prodigy from some teacher like, hey, I dance at this company, you're gonna go there too. Or, you know, Instagram, photo Instagram. dance. An yeah. Instagram photo dancer. I'm sorry, you can whack a leg in a photo on Instagram. Guess what? I've seen it many a times. You can't dance in a core. Yeah. Yeah. And great, you can do Aurora wedding variation because you do that all year long in a competition, but you can't learn a new ballet whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Don't train that way. That's not beneficial. You'll drown. There's nothing like class. Like class and just experience of like, don't think I can do Aurora perfectly or I can do Keytree's variation. Great, you might do a great Keytree, but can you learn snow, flowers? Party mom, Spanish. Can you learn six parts at once? Mm-hmm. And do 46 shows of it? Right. No, right. you can't yeah. learn. You drown. You get put in and you can't learn formations and you can only learn one thing at a time. Like, don't, like you said, don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't think this one thing's going to make me a principal somewhere. I'm like, you're 18. You're going to be in the back first. Right. You got to blend in. As, as, as many, there are benefits to private lessons and private coaching, but they do not give you what you get in a ballet class or rehearsals or group settings in the ballet world. I agree. They do not replace classwork and performance. Private lessons are not the way to become a professional dancer. No, they're beneficial. A, a private they are class beneficial. takes what you're doing and helps you either fine tune something detailed and specific but that's not yeah it's not the way to, it's not you can't only do that and think you're gonna thrive mm-hmm. right, right. Totally. it can help enhance yes. what you get in class yes that's that's really what it can do it can it is also a very beneficial thing for coaching 
solos and and choreography yes and like like you're talking about aurora variation yeah a private lesson will do you the best benefit but that's not what it's all about no because you're learning what you're doing in your normal day-to-day class structure Mm -hmm. you know you have to learn how to like Mm -hmm. stand beside people you have to learn how to zone out other things pay attention pick up on little things here when there's a whole room full of everything i say it all the time you got to learn how to be swan number 17 on the left right sorry you You do Mm -hmm. i i saw it like i was in companies where it happened like a young person comes around and literally drowns in the core did it matter no because they were like a they then they just got pushed forward Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't reward bad behavior. I hate that. But like, yeah. I understand that you're a shiny new toy, which is stupid. But like, <laughs> then in return, <laughs> sorry, someone, I knew someone got promoted for the exact phrase that said, oh, so-and-so just didn't want to deal with them and the core and their antics anymore. That's sad. Right? Isn't well, that, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's yeah. stupid. Or like, there was one, uh, it was funny. Because in flesh, and, we talked about flesh and bone earlier. One of the girls in flesh and bone, I danced with someone else that they also danced with, and she was always paired with them because of their heights for stuff. And literally, we were talking. I was like, "If you, I, I was behind her for diamonds, and I was because she was the line setter, mm. and it would be like everyone walks. Oh my god, my legs asleep. Red, red alert, red alert. It's, we got, we got tingles in our feet. Uh. We got needles in our feet. Okay. Right <laughs> Everyone, we would get to the line. You know how in diamonds you stand in the line and you like line up with all the like is ever, and you line up on eighth and that, the girls in the front line they are B plus on eighth and all of a sudden it's like they all wait to go about to go on eighth and usually the core you just kind of step and uh-huh. it would be a da 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 and then she would go and uh-huh. I, we would be like principal now. And Chris, you're you're like a spacing fiend. Like, well, I get that from the late Mark Goldweber. Um, he uh, he was he was when Adam Scoot came in. He brought Mark Goldweber with him. He was the director of Ballet Was Two and Ballet Master for a long time, and he sadly passed um, from cancer. And uh, he was one of my uh, biggest mentors in my career. But a lot of people had a very hard time when he came in with the rehearsals because he would not let anybody do anything off the mark. He would not let anybody have a hand out of place in the core. Now with all that work, he also helped Ballet West get back to the Kennedy Center for Dance Across America. Is mm-hmm. that what that is? Yeah. yeah. So he he rehearsed, he was balancing Sarah Nod to like you know i don't want to say perfection but to perfection with like every hand was here and it was this count and it was this count it was here here you turned when you flipped your fingers over here like it was so meticulous and and drawn out and the spacing was insane but then it got good reviews and all that stuff and he rehearsed everybody like that when i I don't know, when I was a younger dancer, when I got a little spoiled and entitled in rehearsals as I was being given more opportunities and I was on my way up. And if I acted out in any way, he would just quit, come here, Chris, come here. 
Like it would be another repetitor, but he'd be sitting in the front taking notes as a good ballet master. Come here. Don't be like that. You're better than that. I did and like I, work a lot. And I just bowed my head and went back and he taught me a lot. And then, um, yeah, this, the way he rehearsed, the attention to detail, the difficult and sometimes hard to take rehearsals, but it was all out of the love of the art and the passion for what we are doing and his love of the dancers. I really, that he really passed that on to me. And I really, I, I rehearsed that way. I, I have high expectations. I, you know, the spacing is very important to me because you can always clean up later, but it's really hard to fix the spacing later. Right. And, and then you, you, then you save all your time at stage rehearsal. If you did the spacing in the studio correctly, yes, you just walk right on stage and you know where you are. It should be the exact same. Right. And you're on uh, eighth, you're on eighth. You're going to be on eighth everywhere else. You're between these two marks. You're going to, this person's going to stand in the, in the window of the person in front. It should be the same. It should don't waste time. No matter where, what theater you're in and Broadway, right? Yeah, they have Isn't it one through 20? Yeah. It's a lot. Well, it I depends always... on how big, yeah, it's, it's zero then two force however big the stage yeah. is yeah they're and, and mark was the first one to tell me about that oh really oh yeah he, he we used to say all the time to us you have it easy do you know in broadway they have to be on a number yeah. every single spot is a number oh, God. and i just was like okay point and i've passed that on too which and, um, i didn't know about because <laughs> phantom doesn't use numbers really oh. it's a steel stage and they don't use numbers because i think um those fake um, lights like lantern lights oh. are in the front but for west side it was numbered and i was like what is this <laughs> like what do you mean i'm on 20th right i'm like uh, am i like on center or quarter or eighth they're like you're on six bro <laughs> and i'm like but what is that to me like well and and the way I see it too, because you know, we in 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 the ballet and, and I'm sure a lot of stage performances, it's core, it's center, quarter, and eighth. And um, you know, you can split center and eighth, you can split splitting, right? You can be like splitting the split. Yeah, or of, like just on the it. inside right. of eight. Right, right. Just on the outside. And that's one, two, three, four between yeah. center and eighth. And if most stages, you know, are forty feet. So yeah. 20 numbers to the right of center, 20 numbers to the left of center is every mark that we stand oh, you're on thinking in ballet. Just, okay, well, ballet is 40, Ballet's Broadway's not 40 feet. They're little. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're but, little, but they're I, little. But I'm talking about if you split the stage into eights yes, and you split yeah, the yeah, eights yeah. into fours, you have 20 numbers on each side. No, it's, oh. it's so important. It's, I'm a very mathematical person and that's why I love my spacing. And that's, thank you, Mark. And, um, and it yeah. just is better though, because it's clear. if. You have 20 dancers on stage doing something. You want to clearly be able to see the pattern to show it's impactful. Otherwise, it looks like a mosh pit. Right. It's important. It is. It will, it will read stronger and better. Take the time in the beginning to clean it all up while you're doing it. Don't wait to the end. Like, we'll clean it later. Yeah, there was, there was one. I'm, yeah. <laughs> are we talking about the same person? No. no, no oh, okay. No. Okay. I have to, not. But there was one time, there was one rehearsal with Mark, it was for Flames of Paris, Pas de Deux. I was doing my solo and I was working on the Foyte de Attitude. And he gave me a, like I did the solo, didn't go well. He gave me some corrections and notes for my Foyte Attitude. 
And I just went up to try it. And I started going, it's like, no. It's like, what? He's like, is that where you do the turn in your solo? You do it over here, don't you? That's why, and in my variation, I had to walk over to my spot where I would normally do the pirouette and practice my pirouette. In that spot. In that spot. And so it really was, but you know, it, it was amazing. It really was. It made you really aware of it made you a good core dancer, a good artist, a good choreographer, a good choreographer, like yeah. having that sort of vision. On it's stage. that era though. Cause like Francia is like that too. Uh, we were doing, she would come in after Peter came in and, and what did she say? She said something, we were doing either Swan Lake or Midsummer. something they were staging. It was like, she yelled someone's name. What are you doing back there? <laughs> Don't sickle your foot like that. You do better. Like, you know better. And I was uh-huh. like, it was like the 10th girl back or like 15th girl. It was, yeah. I'm like, amazing. Those eyes. But, that, but it's the Mark, Mark Goldweber, Francia Russell, I think Rosemary. Oh, yeah. They're Rosemary. all this, that's all that same era that that was the detailed, mattered situation that I think is getting lost. Yeah. And now yes. it's like, it's more cash. We're going to vibe and feel each other. I'm like, I don't want to feel each other. I want to vibe. <laughs> I want to know the count and the specificity, whatever the word is, of ever. I, no, I don't want to have to side eye or feel like I'm like feeling your energy. Like, are we gonna, are we gonna go? Or like, no, you're doing this little like mirror of the music. I'm like, I'm like, I don't hear that like you do. What? It's on the bump of bump. Yeah. What count? Yeah. What? Let me count. I don't care what. Like, that's the worst. I'm like, you're just gonna feel each other. I'm like. No, no. <laughs> because one, I don't like that person's interpretation of what they feel. It's wrong. So I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> no, Rosemary, Rosemary has that brain. She's the ballet mistress at City Ballet and she's still there. She, any balancing ballet, any core spot, you go, Rosemary, what does so-and-so third from the left do in this random piece? And she like, she knows it. Like it's, ridiculous well she's like Francia, there's, there's no notes there's no, no it's all in her head there's never look at a video no Mm-mm. it's just i'm like crazy i got i and then i got another story for this one too. we love stories Keep i got i got stories because that's why you're here because <laughs> well it's not the only reason you're here but well after working with mark and all of this stuff at ballet west i i took great pride in it but i was still a young dancer so i think as a as a new artist at ballet west I came back to Orange County. I went to the Seagram Center and I'm not gonna name that company, but I was a super uh-huh. for their Sleeping Beauty. And I, you know, stood on stage during act one Sleeping Beauty. Now we had just done Sleeping Beauty at Ballet West. I it was Bluebird and everything. I just was like, oh, this will be fun. I'll get a little tiny paycheck and stand on stage and be on stage with these incredible dancers. And yeah, sure, the solos and principles were amazing. The core wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after so much um, quality and pride in the Corps de Ballet at Ballet West, where I came from with Mark Goldweber and Pamela Robinson, ballet master. Pam was always nice to me. Pam is amazing. Pam yeah. is lovely. I love her to death. We, we, it was amazing. She was very, she was just as meticulous as Mark in that, in that core stuff. She was just, you, the core did attitude promenades one time and it was like, you're at this corner at this count and this corner at this count. Don't go ahead, don't go slow. You're gonna turn around, you know, mm-hmm. and eight couples, right? But anyways, after all of that, I came in with a super for Sleeping Beauty Act One and 
the Garland dance was a mess. They, the, the, the company dancers were trying to hand me Starburst on stage during the act. Like they were like, hey, you want one? You want one? Like while we were conversing no, we on the side during the performance, no, it was in performance. And then when she pricked her finger and everybody freaked out, one of them, you know, there was a bunch of giggling going on. One of them shook me so hard, you know, because it was funny shaking the super on stage, you know, you mm-hmm. know, shaking me like crazy and my hat fell off my costume and stuff like that. Like, and I just remember going, I'm really happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not the art form that I want to be a part of. So anyway. Any place you go that somewhere happens. that just focuses on quote unquote stars, I feel yeah. like you lose mm-hmm. the overall, I don't know. I'm going to call out my own company, New York City Ballet, R. <laughs> it's because we don't have a lot of time to rehearse things. Core stuff wasn't always that It together. goes in waves. And we have so much tape and marks on the, the stage. We had tape and dots. So you were like, there's first, there's eighth quarter, this, and yeah. then you had dots one way, you had tape. So you're like, and oh, you're on dots, you're on tape, you're on tape and dots, you're between dots and tape. Like it was yeah. like. I, I only saw City Ballet once. It was Robbie Fairchild's farewell performance. It was lovely, amazing. And, uh, but I remember because, you know, I, I'm not rich. So I sat in the fourth tier with the other students with comps, you know? Yeah. So I sat all the way up top nosebleeds looked down all i could say i i was like a picasso painting i was like <laughs> That's bad I, I was like oh my gosh there's so many colors on the stage like i was like what what there's there's lines on the floor because they train catherine's they trained solace principles yes and i grew up not i mean i know that school the system and the other thing too is the rep is so big you don't have time to rehearse stuff like literally, like we were talking about last podcast, that's, yeah, that's a it was like yeah. you have one rehearsal to learn it. You're on, and then you might have somebody out. So like again, I remember Tyler Peck screaming me through Symphony C, and God bless her for it. Okay, now you go to look. Okay, now you start to new. Like it, like you might have four new people who've never done it before. Like it's just it's a whole different system. Which is funny because so you said you had a bunch of marks on stage. We used to have painted dashes and like quarter eighth. And it was, and they were yellow, like little yellow and red. Someone did not like how they looked. So they wanted those white little dots on a gray that's stage. What, yeah. Cause it, they were from city ballet and that's what it was doing. But I'm like, I can't see these when I'm turning and moving. So these are useless. Where are my dashes? Because <laughs> I grew up with like old PNB, like the midsummer video that I'm in, mm-hmm. like that all the core are equal to soulless. Mm-hmm. And the lines and formations are so strong that it's like, that's stunning. You can see dashes, so you can make formations and those little white dots that you cannot see. Mm-hmm. And this is why formations disappeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. So another story I want you to tell is your Kennedy Center experience. Because we were talking about last podcast, funny enough, which was again, 30 minutes ago. But last story, Sean's rolling his eyes at me. But it was, let's be real. We just... Anyway, uh, we talked about how injuries happen, things happen, live theater. Chris has a good one. So Ballet West, again, was was Hang on. lucky enough to um, go to the Kennedy Center with their Nutcracker uh, multiple times. The sec, I, was it the first or second time we were at the Kennedy Center? I think it was the first time we were there. It was the first year at Kennedy Center. I was doing, in this particular show, I was doing Waltz of the Flowers, which is a pas de deux at Ballet West. 
-hmm. and then um and the one of the principal dancers was doing Gram Parada with Miss Beck and Sisk. And I was Waltz of the Flowers, I was getting ready for the finale. I was watching the coda of of Sugar Plum Gram Pa. And all of a sudden I saw this principal dancer who's a lefty start turning on the he was doing his Alice Gones on the right side. And I went, Never would he ever do that. That's odd. <laughs> at the at the Kennedy Center. That's that's odd. Yeah. And so you know, the coda's happening, the coda's happening, they finish, and then the next thing I know, you know, everybody's talking about, he's out, he's out, you know? And um, so we're all, everybody's freaking out backstage because the finale's starting, Spanish is on, they're doing their finale, the first part of the thing, and I'm in my Waltz of the Flowers costume, and, and in the older version of, of Ballet West Christensen's Nutcracker, I had a purple and pink tunic, which is very close to sugar plum so so it was always this running joke kind of if anything happens whilst the flower guy will just go on but it had never really happened yet and this was at the kennedy center so you know first of all this whole thing goes over the intercom like do we have any grunt you know cavaliers in the building do we have any cavaliers ready to dance you know and uh well, in the building and ready to dance are two different things just, uh, <laughs> right at right. that point in the show those are completely different options at that point in the show no nobody's ready to dance if they're, <laughs> if they're not in the show that's usually um, people walk out when they're not, like oh the show's over finale they I'm... started grandpa i'm out yeah so bye guys luckily another principal ballerina you know was all was pretty on top of it she came to me and she's like chris you have to do this with beck ann so i was like oh okay okay so well um and then as we were doing that, just a side note, because it's hilarious, there was another dancer that came up, he was a soloist, and he came up just in his dance belt <laughs> with his tights and shoes, I'm ready, who's gonna help? And it's like, dude, go away. <laughs> there's, there's no way, <laughs> just in his dance belt. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah. So he so was. that happened and and uh, everybody's like we got it so I, I I was getting ready so stage left was the waltz of the flowers part of the entrance we just do a quick little diagonal after waltz of the flowers in Valley West finale it's Merliton then it's Grandpa so it's waltz of the flowers Merliton Grandpa that's it so I'm there going hey because <laughs> the the sugar plum and cavalier do Tomei Padabarigu Satsurusha back and forth, opposite sides, and then they do helicopters to the fish. Yeah, I don't so, like a helicopter, take that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they helicopters <laughs> to the fish. So we, uh, so I was like, I, I, I know my side with my sugar plum, but I was like, what side does Beck Ann do this? Because it, whatever side you want to do helicopters, yeah. you change sides for the, each couple. So I was like, what side does she come on? And they were like, we don't know. And so I was like, okay, so I go on and I do my cabrioles and I do the waltz diagonal. I get off on that side. I see Beck Ann. I was like, she's on this side. So I book it back to the other side. And then I kind of just go on and I say hi from the wings. And I say, here we go. Tomei Pot Beret. And I'm doing Soda Shaz again in performance at the Kennedy Center. And Soda Shaz three times. And I'm like, I have no idea what side we're doing helicopters on. So I prepare. She walks over there to do his peak air breast. Here we go. It's the opposite side that I did with my sugar plum, but. It was fine, and Beckin was still um, a pretty young principal dancer, so I was very impressed with how she 
just well. went with it and those they worked they were fine they were opposite side that i usually rehearse and we did it and i went off with her i finished the whole dance and for the bow i went back to my partner and she got the bow by herself and and that was that so that's it happens. how it was it was very last minute because it was it happened he was out in the coda you start the finale I did Waltz of the Flowers, Milton happened, and I was on for Sugar Plum. So, like, without really talking to Beck Ann at all before it happened. Just a decision made. Yeah. Yep, so, I mean, that's like just what I just read today, so. tonight in UK, because I'm a nerd at Wicked for the first time okay. ever. The Nessa Rose and the Alpha were played by the same woman because it was a mid show switch out of nowhere. It, is what it is mm -hmm. right but they stopped that show so she must have been nessa rose first curtain down paint green then go yeah have you ever had anybody had to swap mid show like a different swan or a different teacher well actually actually you're you're uh sean reminded me of another story and this is actually probably why i was able to do things in my career because when i first joined it was my first year in the company ballet was two then i was in the company the second year and it was during Miss Pamela Robinson's interim directorship. And she's never brought this up. So I, I find it very hard to believe that she didn't realize it. I think she just let it go. So respect to her, because she could have come to me after the fact and said, what the hell, you know? <laughs> but, um, but we went off, we were doing Giselle, and it was dun, 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 the little Skippy dance. A lot of, yeah, people, yeah. Just, a lot of people call it the Skippy dance. And I was the first person, the first peasant that comes on and calls everybody on, you know, a little, little featured part for a new company dancer. And we got off in whatever scene it was. I think it was like the celebration with mm -hmm. Giselle and things like that. And not much of a time, but in the Capitol Theater on stage, right, there's like no room. There's yeah. no room. It's wings, then like flies, and that's it. Like there's room for people, no sets. Sets are all on stage left at the, at the Capitol Theater in Salt Lake. And... Um, I was downstage is the water, the water, um, whatever, the water thing, <laughs> the water cooler. Yes, <laughs> that thing, the thing with the water in it. Yeah. Um, so I went ahead and got a drink and I heard the intro to it. So my cue, you know, and I was like, oh, I got to go on. I turned around to go up and every single peasant in Giselle was in backstage. And I went, there was no way I was getting to the top wing to for my entrance from that because there was no room there was no room yeah. there was just like and you know i had a oh no moment and but another company member at the time when somebody i really 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 respected mr nicholas scott um he saw that i was down there everybody was like oh my gosh and he went on did my part everybody shoved me the new dancer the new company dancer into his spot in the line and we did the whole dance in different spots the whole, yeah, yeah we did the whole dance in our different spots okay. just like that and and pam has never mentioned it i doubt with her eagle eye that she didn't see it but she never said a word because i wow. hope that it went okay and uh but that was another it was just it was another company dancer not throwing me under the bus went yep. in for me i got into his spot and we and the show came first and that was that was what i walked into at ballet west and that's what i've always hold, held on to was that mm -hmm. 
group effort. They had just joined AGMA the year before. Oh, so the dancers were very tight. I'm sure, because that's not a good transfer over. No, to no. You, if anyone doesn't know, to unionize a company is not a good time. No, not at all. <laughs> because it is just the company really does have to come together as a group and bond and fight through things because no management wants to unionize just because it's a yeah they lose control i just saw newsies they don't want it (laughs) 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 so i'm sure the company was very bonded at that moment you have to tying it back to broadway see chris you're good at this always Uh, but wasn't there like an Aurora switch at one point? Oh, well, I mean, that's somebody else's story to tell. We tell other people's stories all the time. But you don't have to name names. I mean, this, this, principal, switch. this principal dancer that, I mean, I love her to death. And she is one of the most incredible people on stage. She's one of the most amazing artists I know. And she's um, she was my partner all through so people that know will know who I'm talking about but but um act one sleeping beauty which I know you've talked about Catherine Ugh. um <laughs> it's uh, we can go not home, prologue because there's a prologue first <laughs> a whole act before act one which by sleeping the way beauty. as Aurora you have to stand around and wait for it's like Swan Lake you have a whole freaking prologue to be like I just need to get on stage <laughs> can let me please? do my crack entrance now yeah yes uh, and the first you know Aurora's entrance. They they come on. They run down the stairs, which is scary enough. Right. Run down the stairs. Talked about that one. Parasha coupe piki attitude devant. That's you know whatever four times. Yeah. So that's the first step of the whole act, and then we all know they do that whole entrance, which is pretty puffy. Then they go into an eight minute rosadagio. Then you get a little three minute friends dance. Good for them. And then and then the the really 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 hard act one aurora variation that's forever and then the, the the coda starts and you you dance until you fall asleep so it's a it's a crazy act we all know that i'm just recapping Catherine. no it's um, fine you can but, recapping. but and I, but i want to recap it for this story because this principal dancer unfortunately ran down the stairs it was her debut of aurora it was her <gasps> first no. performance ever premiere she went Pot shot her dun 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 dun. Here she is. Everybody applauses. She runs down the stairs. She goes Padasha, the first Padasha, snap, she fractures her metatarsal. And then did the entire act on the fracture fractured metatarsal. Did so, she I wonder if she felt it though? She if, if felt it was her it, debut, maybe the, oh, adrenaline, the adrenaline, adrenaline. Oh yeah. Might have helped. It happened and happened, but you come on, you don't go off stage before the Rosadagio. It was her right foot. Of it, was it was the Rosadagio oh. foot. So did she swap it? No. I we had I so she had the adrenaline going. I had no nobody had any suitor? idea. Oh, I was one of the suitors. Yeah. Oh. I was one of the suitors. So we had no idea. I had no idea. We did the whole Rosadagio and it was her first performance. Aurora's already grab your hand for dear life in Rosadagio. So she was squeezing real hard but i was just talking to her like i was doing you got it i got you don't worry you got this you got this and doing the promenades and all that stuff and things like that and then we did the bow after rosadagio and when she walked off it was a little bit of a limp and then we all went oh i hope she's okay and then she did her full act once she limped on didn't the whole the whole variation well and then 
she bowed and limped off again and then did the whole coda the whole coda coupe jeté manège and everything came down and then somebody else went into aurora for act two and three because we had an intermission after act one yeah, yeah. that's how ballet west uh, does that most places do prologue <laughs> one and two three like that they actually do only one intermission but they combine prologue and one two and three together that sounds terrible <laughs> i mean it sounds better but terrible at the same time no we did adam cut a lot and abridged oh, it and we it didn't nice. have an intermission till after vision Oof. That's was, a whole ballet. It's whole, you, I've never been so tired in my life. Never been so yeah. tired. But anyway. No, yeah, it's fine. But she did that whole whole thing. A whole thing. She said, and she, she did say, when I was on point, it was okay. But it was actually walking demi point that hurt the most. I'm sure, the pressure. So, so yeah, it was insane. And then three or four years later, we did it again. And then I was her um, Prince Desir. Um, for her for for her second first Aurora, so that was nice. I thought his so. name was Florimund. Isn't it like his name changes? That's yes. Bluebird. Uh, Florimund is usually Prince Florimund. It's usually if you do the pas de trois or the go, like the fairy in the Act Three, like there's a the trio. Yeah, the trio. Uh, I thought the, that's Prince usually Florum Prince, or whatever was the Bluebird. Princess that's Florine and the Bluebird. Of happiness. Oh, she's not the bird. He is. Yeah, the fairy tale is oh, Princess really? Florine and the Bluebird of Happiness. Oh, oh you yeah, know that for anyone that doesn't know, in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Side note: I thought he she's was the bird the and bird. she was the princess. Yeah, he's the bird. Oh, I mean, yeah, I and actually, the bird and he's for, the prince. For all the YGP um, contestants, Princess Florine is not a bird. Yeah, just <laughs> she just ain't pointing not out a there. bird. Do not flap. <laughs> so, songbird is a bird. Florine's a princess. He's teaching yes. her to fly. Yes. Oh, I was like, she literally does like this or something. She's like learning it. to fly. Oh, yes. That's He's the bluebird stupid. of happiness. I didn't know that. That's why she hears him in oh. the pot of Oh. She hears the bird. The other thing we'd like to set the record straight, on behalf of all ballet dancers, Disney is using ballet music, not the other way around. Thank you. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Oh, but we talked about that. Though. We yes. talked about Disney. I said it's nice that they use the original music, but they yes. use it differently, different. Well, so many people come to the ballet and say, oh, they're using Disney music. It's the other way around. Yeah. Anyways, all that, the whole story, I want to commend Principal Dancer because it's all good story. It's it's Miss Erilyn Williams. It's very West. impressive that it's, she it's went amazing. through the whole, and didn't alter anything. Yeah. That's she's, really impressive. She she was, she's she's a special, she's retired now too. She has a lovely boy and a lovely husband and beautiful family and she's, and she's always, she was always humble. She was one of those dancers. She was very quiet when I met her. Always quiet, always just came in, did almost her did, job. Almost didn't notice in class, because yeah. she just does her thing. And yeah. then like a stage was one of those things. Yeah, she goes on stage like and you're like, like, you're very quiet in oh class, and then you're like. Well, half the time in class, I'm like, just please let me be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, because we had to swap out for Swan Lake for Prince Siegfried, and they did not tell the Odette Odile until the <gasps> beginning of that act. Wait, like, was it before the show started or something? No, no, during the show. Like, what act? Like, when? They swapped after second act. They did not. During intermission or something. Yeah, during intermission. So wow. he, we had a Prince Siegfried um, come in, previous dancer and everything, and with the company came back to visit for, like, our anniversary. We would bring past dancers or big things, whatever, back. Like, we had a former principal dancer, but the queen who had retired, just, it was a whole thing. He came back to dance specifically for this with someone he was always partnered with. It was like a trio, a duo you're used to seeing. And it was, and she was injured, I think the last time we did Swan Lake. So it, she hadn't done it for a while. So it was like her first time doing it again for a few, a few rounds. 
and he tore his little calf in first act. Could not, and then, but then did second act with her because he's like, I can get, through, I can, I can get through second. Act. I don't have to dance. I can get through second. Yeah, there's no male solo, and once so it was okay. Link, yeah. But that we, I remember, I was one of one of his friends. I remember walking off to tell stage manager. I said, just so you know, so and so is not doing his variation. He's in pain. You have to go get someone right now. And then walking back on, <laughs> and then uh, it was another, it was one of the Odette Odell's like previous other partners. They danced with a lot. Wasn't in. Was in jeans. Watching his buddy that he hasn't seen for a while, like because him and his partner do Odette Odell and Prince the next day, and it was. Uh, is this going to happen? Is he going to make it through? How is he going to do third? Is it what? And then there was no. He couldn't do it. So they didn't want to tell her to stress her out or anything so she could just do her ass <laughs> oh my god I, I don't know what's worse so they well, well, well they she were he just shows up i were doing black swan well because he was going to do second act they're like just let her do second act like let we'll get her like we won't tell her until after second act during the intermission when the swap is going to happen so she could be peaceful for Od odette that's the white one what odette is odette yes and then the other principal bail boy did it out of nowhere, cold, no warm up or anything. <laughs> Black just, Swan, oh my god! That was yeah, Black Swan's not yeah, right. Bad. And then and they told her, and it was great, and it was actually one of the best times those two have ever done it because they used to do it together a lot. Yeah. Sometimes so, it happens. It's like it's like what you did for R and right. same thing. But it was just one of those things. Like it was around backstage. Do not tell her. Like it was very clearly said. Do not tell her until it happens. And actually, Swan Lake happened again. Patricia Barker did that once with, with Jeff, uh, her old partner, Jeff Stanton, who, I don't know, he's now at OBT. They got called in just for third act. So they were not on. The principals didn't have to be there, whatever. And he goes, I don't ever drink. And this is the one night I had a beer with dinner. And I get, <laughs> oh, no. and I get the phone call. You guys, you and Patricia are going to be doing third act and on. He's like, I literally just had a beer. I never do this, really. <laughs> But they can't. They, he's like, we are allowed to come at least do like a plea to whack a leg. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it happens. Not my story tell, but I will always tell a fun story that I no, know. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that I live around. It's important. It's all. It's all been the same. You got any more? Thing. While you're Me? here. Oh, I got. I, I'm sure I have plenty. I don't know. Yeah. So it's always fun, and just you know, keep writing them in, guys. We have a pop up. Well, English. Try again. We now have a podcast email backstage banter. <laughs> Backstage banter. It's, AM. it's ten. It's ten o'clock here. Just so everybody knows. So Back, backstage <laughs> banter km at gmail.com. PM. But wait, wait, wait. For any stories after our Disney adventure, if any of you guys are past Disney yes. character employees, please let us know about those because I know of some stories. I want to hear about them. The performances or like the characters, the atmosphere characters. How you rehearse? We want to know how you rehearse parades. We want to know how you rehearse. Um, I want to know what time of day they were rehearsing. Fantastic. You can't do it during the day. And to all the parade performers who literally wave to no one. Props to you. Props to you. Hey, you know who you got to have on as a guest next time? Or sometime? Ryan. Ryan Marks. Oh, he lived it. He, 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 he is he a, was a prince. former he was prince of oh. Disneyland. Yeah. So. Is, is he allowed to tell, he's, now he doesn't work there, he can, he can, talk, he can about talk about it. About he doesn't it. have to say, I'm going to go hang out with. With my friend. 
He was who right. we went and saw in Newsies, and he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. now I'll say he's amazing too. <laughs> anyway. You always have to say, I'm going to go spend the afternoon as Ari- or with Ariel, or I'm going to yeah, go spend the friend. afternoon with yeah Prince Eric. You can't ever say, like, I'm Prince Eric. Well, it was funny because we were in rehearsal today, um, so doing Giselle with him, and he was talking, we somehow it came up, one of the girls looks like an Aurora because her mother was an Aurora. And so oh, then he parks. was like, oh my gosh, you'd totally be Snow White and Poppins, and Randy, you'd totally be Belle. Like, he was like, oh yeah, and they have this face shape, and they're this height, and they're yep. this and this, and this track, and it's just interesting. It was really cool. And do you know they will dress you for your final callback sometimes, just to see how you look at it? <laughs> That's interesting. So like your, I fi- bet, though, your, your final callback a is a done-up princess, like... That sounds great. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's, you You did the fake dance. <laughs> you, you come, and they do the vocal, and then you do, a, like, a little vocal training to see. So your final callback is you in the costume. And the wig. Talking to them. You gonna go be Sherry Bobbins in, in Disneyland? Who? Who? Mary Poppins. Oh. oh. Sorry, sorry, for those of you that are listening, if anybody is a Simpsons fan, there's a whole episode about <laughs> oh. Sherry Bobbins. So, oh, but I that's my, that's I'd, who I am. Just like all my Star Wars comments and Jurassic Park and all that stuff. I'll just, I'll just stay over Park here as the, as the nerd. No, but Sean's a nerd too. You're just different nerds. Different nerds and different I things. couldn't get any Harry Potter reference. That's fine. So. Neither from Paul. It's perfect. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, my love. Sure. Better we'll half. Have, we'll have to have you back because we actually didn't talk about the topic that I was going to have us talk about. What was the topic? I thought the topic was stories. It was stories. Thoughts on classical ballet and how being old-fashioned is hurting the art form. Obviously, There's always time for that. There's always time for that. Because unfortunately, it's not changing fast enough. I yeah, no. We're going to try and be happier and more joyful at school and provide good quality training in a healthy environment. Just to kind of tie it back. Just be respectful and positive and supportive, for God's sake. No one needs to be destructive to anyone. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. Once again, write your stories in at Backstage Banter. I- <laughs> Do you say Bexley Banter? I'm tired. Backstage Banter. K-M. At gmail. It'll be a miracle if they get that. At gmail.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Anyone else want to say bye? Bye. Bye.